So when a student um, is escalated and reaching that crisis point, the mental health therapist that actually is seeing them on a regular basis is there on campus to go to the student, to work to de-escalate that child, to really prevent that Baker Act from occurring. And that is something that is just invaluable. Inform, educate, advocate. This is your source for all things early childhood. From nurturing healthy development to overcoming behavioral challenges and recognizing mental health needs. Welcome to Centering Kids, advice from the experts at the Florida Center for Early Childhood. Hi, and welcome to Centering Kids, a podcast where we discuss strategies to help children and families reach their full potential. I'm your host, Marib Favorite, filling in for Kristen Tyson. Today, we will be discussing the benefits of school-based mental health therapy, a model that was adopted by the Sarasota County School District in partnership with the Florida Center and the Sarasota County Community Foundation. My guests today include Mandy Coker, a member of the leadership team at Sarasota Schools. Good morning, Mandy. And Mandy, what's your full title again? Sure. I am a student services program specialist, and my role in the district is to support um, mental health and social-emotional learning. And also our own Melissa Bradley, who is the director of school-based mental health therapy in Sarasota and for the Florida Center. Good morning, Melissa. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So today we are talking about um, mental health therapy in a school, in the schools. And I just remember back a few years ago when um, I believe it was Valentine's Day, and I heard on the radio that the Parkland shooting had occurred. And it was horrible. It was like this day where I'm supposed to be feeling all these emotions, and I just cried because I was so upset. But in Sarasota County, something positive did come out of that tragedy. Isn't that right, guys? Yes, absolutely. So, um, Mandy, do you want to talk a little bit about how um, how the, the school-based therapy program came to be? And, uh, ab- oh, yeah, absolutely. So we are really fortunate... Um, to take an event like Parkland, which was such a tragedy, and be able to pull together our resources and um, various fundings to help support our students um, that are at most risk and going through crisis, because we really want to take a preventative approach to ensure that nothing like this happens again. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And can you tell us what makes the school therapy program so unique? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the difference with our school-based program um, as kind of as opposed to some of the outpatient programs in town is just that the therapist is embedded in the school. Um, So they really become part of the school culture. Their office is based on campus. So the clients really could have access to their therapist much more frequently than um, in traditional community settings for outpatient. So um, it used to be that if a child was referred to to an outpatient um, mental health in a community setting, then there was, they they didn't necessarily uh, were able to bridge that gap into 
the schools. Um, so our program is not only able to support the children in the classrooms, but also the teachers and the school administrators, as well as the families. That sounds like an amazing program. Um, so what are your driving thoughts behind the school-based program and integrating therapists into the schools? Well, I think we as a district recognized um, the need. So going through what's called our uh, gatekeeper process, so that's when uh, our support staff works with students to identify any type of suicidal ideation or self-harm behaviors, as well as looking at our Baker Act data, student discipline data. There was just such a need for on-site therapeutic support. And there were some barriers at times that were interfering when we were referring students out previously to having therapists on campus, such as uh, parents might have to take time off of work or transportation for their children. So being able to remove as many barriers as possible so students could have that immediate support that they need. Wow, that's so great. And um, I know that you guys have expanded. How many schools are you in now? Yeah, so we have been so lucky. You know, if I go back to the origination of this program, the, the idea really stemmed from one principal um, who was able to secure funding through one of our amazing partners, which is the Community Foundation of Sarasota County. Um, so for a couple of years, we had one clinician, and right after that is when Parkland happened. And so at that point, we grew to um, eight total clinicians during our first year. And since then, we have just continued to grow. Um, right now, we have, for the Florida Center, we have a total of 29 therapists, which puts um, at least one therapist in every school, every elementary school in Sarasota County. And then we can't forget about a first step of Sarasota, which are our school-based partners. And they have clinicians in the middle schools and high schools in our district. And so that brings us to a total of 37 therapists in our schools. That is amazing. And I know some schools have two therapists. It's not just one for per school. Is that? Yes. So we have been blessed to uh, recently have been contacted by a private donor who um, was gracious enough to support three additional positions. Um, and then one of the principals herself found um, money in her budget in order to support an additional therapist. So this is a um, trend that hopefully will continue to grow. There's um, so much need out there. Um, and therapists are, are one person. So with a school of a thousand kids, um, you can imagine how much need is there. Well, I think too, it's shown the success of the therapist being on campus that administrators are recognizing as well. Wow, like we just need more. We, we need more for our students. Um, with the 37 mm -hmm. therapists currently in the schools, that's over 600 students that are receiving therapeutic services. Mm -hmm. Who may not have been able to yeah. receive that support if we weren't there. Mm -hmm. So That is amazing. Could you maybe share a success story about, you know, a, a student or... Um, that sure. you helped? Yeah, I would be happy to. Um, so 
So kids can get referred to our program for a variety of reasons. Um, one specific incident that kind of comes to mind was a second grade girl that we started to work with not too long ago. Um, the teachers and school staff started to recognize that her grades were falling. Um, she kind of seemed like she was spacing out a little bit in class, more withdrawn and not socializing with her friends as much as she used to. Um, so they brought that to the attention of the school counselors and the referral came in to our school-based therapist. Um, so once the therapist started to work with her, she uncovered that the this little girl had actually experienced, um, she had witnessed two of her family members getting into a physical altercation. Um, so that event was very scary. And um, she, she actually had shared that she started to experience nightmares. She would think about the event during the day. Um, so she had these intrusive thoughts that were kind of coming in and preventing her from focusing on her schoolwork. Um, so the, the therapist was able to use some trauma-informed approaches with her. And after about three months of treatment, her symptoms decreased significantly. The um, she's no longer experiencing nightmares to the extent that she was, and her academics are climbing back up again. Um, she also is now she has friends. She's being seen on the playground, you know, playing with her friends, and um, just seems like a happier, more lighthearted child. Wow, that's amazing! And you know, I was a, a sub for you know several years in the Sarasota County School District. And I saw it seemed like a lot of behaviors that were possibly a cry for help. Um, so that's really great to know that once you see something like that, you can refer, you know, tell somebody and then they would refer the right pass, path. Uh, what other types of behaviors um, would you guys look out for in case um, for the students to be referred in? Sure. So in the school setting, um, you know, it really varies. If there are students who I've mentioned our gatekeeper process have gone through and have been identified as having any type of self-harm behaviors, suicidal ideation, um, anxiety, kind of emotional regulation, there are all sorts of different concerns that could provide eligibility for a student. In our school system, uh, students are referred to what's called our school-wide support team, and through that, we go through and identify um, what interventions are currently in place for that student, as well as what additional supports do we need to provide. So we want to make sure we're offering a tiered layer of support. So a student might be referred for um, anger management because they are not expressing themselves appropriately in the classroom when they get frustrated. So going through our team, we would identify kind of what at various levels of support is a student getting? Is a student currently seeing one of our school counselors in a small group? Are they working with our social worker or school psychologist, checking in and checking out each day? And if they need more, in addition to that, then we're going to refer out to our mental health therapist to provide that therapeutic support. But at most of those decisions are done in that team process. So not one person is making the decision and we bring in the mental health therapist as well for that conversation so they can share if this is something that's appropriate for them to work on with the student or do they have different ideas for supports. 
You know, it's interesting that you bring that point up because um, I think a lot of people are wondering that Sarasota County schools, they, they created all these positions or for the mental health counselors, but they contracted out with the Florida Center for um, Elementary Schools and then First Step for the middle schools and high schools. Right. So can you like explain a little bit about why that decision was made to yeah, do absolutely. that? Absolutely. That's a great question. So I think in the district, we recognize that um, we have the expertise when it comes to education and educating our students, and that is our focal point. And the mental health therapists really bring in that expertise in providing mental health therapy to our students. Um, in addition, the Florida Center for Step of Sarasota had an amazing track record in supporting families and students um, going through various, um, various experiences. Another thing that's amazing is just the wraparound support. So our mental health therapists actually work all year round. So over the summer when most of the staff is off, they're still providing that therapeutic service to the students all throughout the year, as well as supporting at the home. That's great. And I think it's important to mention that it's not just the students that are getting therapy. They're actually getting their parents are involved and um, even teachers, right? Absolutely. I'm sorry. Yeah, so when I was saying that wraparound support, that's exactly what I meant. So they're working with the parents. I mean, one success story that we have is really more based from the family. So a student who was really struggling in the classroom, they were being provided that therapeutic support at the school and the mental health therapist would also meet with the family on a weekly basis after hours to go through she provided to the family you know books and resources so they could better understand uh, what conditions their child was going through to better you know support the school as well as the behavior at home and there's constant consulting with the teachers uh, going back to that school-wide support team when we meet as a team uh, the teachers are often in there and the mental health therapist is in there. So they're able to provide strategies that the classroom teacher can do or the school counselor can do that's blended right along with the therapy they're providing. Mm-hmm. It's really a great collaborative effort with everyone involved. That's so cool. And I know um, you mentioned that they also work over the summer. And I remember um, one of our clients was at Fruitville Elementary, and she said that you know her, her daughter was going into kindergarten and um, the mental health therapist was also involved with Summer Learning Academy and just, you know, getting those children socially and emotionally mm-hmm. ready for that big step to kindergarten and the parents, too, because it's so emotional. Mm-hmm. And I think um, she was just saying how wonderful it was that um, that, that support was there. Um, what else are parents saying about your program, Melissa? Do you have any Mm-hmm. Any? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, I think number one, having the access to services, I think every parent always wants the best for their child. Um, there are things that sometimes get in the way of that. Our own work schedules, um, you know, so oftentimes parents are juggling multiple things. Some, some parents have, um, uh, don't have the transportation or the time to, you know, arrange those sessions after hours or maybe even on the weekends for their child. So, so for us to be able to relieve them of that burden and provide those services during their school day is a huge relief for a lot of our families. Um, I think the families also 
feel included in the process. They feel supported, um, especially now during the pandemic, we're, un- we're all under significant amount of stressors, uh, even more so than we used to be. So just having another professional or an adult who cares that you can call, uh, I think it just is, goes beyond meaning for a lot of these families. And you mentioned they don't have the transportation or the time. What about the money? I mean, is this program, um, how is this funded and how are you? um Yeah, it's a wonderful question. So what we say is that our services are provided at no out-of-pocket cost to our families, which is a huge benefit. Um, And so, you know, we are, we're so grateful for not only the support of the school district, also the community foundation and our other funding sources, it truly is a partnership um, with everybody in the community really coming together and rallying around these kids, trying to make change. That's amazing. Now, um, have you guys run into any problems with the program or um, how's it working? Our therapists. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. You know, I think the, yeah. the programs we have in place right now are working, but there's always a need for more. So if we could yeah. wave a magic wand and just have more therapists at the school because they definitely um, is just huge successes. Yeah, that's absolutely. That is so great. So um, now we talk a lot at the Florida Center about being trauma-informed and providing that um, and trauma-informed is just basically thinking about what is causing somebody to act the way they do. And I know that there's a lot of training that goes into with the therapist um, collaborating with the teachers. So can you just talk a little bit about how they, I mean, you've, you've mentioned it before, but how are you creating like a trauma-informed school? Sure. Well, and I'm, I'm so grateful for the district for offering so many trauma-informed trainings to the teachers and to the staff. I mean, they're really um, setting the standard and having that support as a, a contracted clinician coming into the system is, is just so amazing. Um, in addition to that, you know, our, our therapists track how many hours they spend coaching teachers. And so those could be formal, maybe offering a presentation or a webinar, but those could also be, and I think more often than not, they're informal. It's, you know, consulting with that teacher, finding out, you know, what has been the hardest for you in working with this student this week? Um, tell me more about that. And really just offering those supports and then offering some developmental guidance at the same time. Um, Those conversations, you may not realize that you're learning in those conversations, but you are broadening your mindset on how you're viewing this behavior. Because let's be honest, we all have our pet peeves and we all have a limit on our patient's level. And, um, you know, kids can test that, whether it's our own kids at home, and I'm speaking from personal experience, you know, or, or children that we're working with um, professionally. So I know we're, I, can, can I add something? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, we're so appreciative at the school just for that layered level of support that the Flora Center First Step comes in and offers with that trauma informed 
care. So at the district level, what we have done is um, all of the staff has have received training in what's called Cognito, which is like a virtual simulation of trauma-informed care. And it kind of works through how um, to recognize various signs as well as what to do in that referral process. So if you see something, what are you supposed to do? And on top of that, we're working on providing that youth mental health first aid training, which is another layer of that trauma-informed care for our students. And our SEDNET, who um, is another great partnership, has also been offering like a Trauma 101 for teachers. So with that layer level of support, um, our staff is aware, um, aware of what's happening. We're working on shifting that lens of what's wrong with you to what happened to you and having the support of of the therapist coming in with that additional layer of support and that one-on-one um, with the staff or small trainings where they're they're comfortable and asking questions that they may not normally ask. And it, it's just been an amazing, amazing support. And I will say that I've taken that uh, mental health first aid training and it was amazing. I mean, I would recommend it for anyone, any parent, especially with like a teen, because it's just very, very helpful mm-hmm. to know the signs. Now, uh, we're running out of time, ladies, but um, and I really enjoyed our talk today. But I did want to ask you one um, final question. And we've seen, you know, with the Parkland shooting, we've seen like what can the horrible things that can possibly happen. But what do you see the outcomes of this program? I know it's it's early on, but do you think that, you know, we're creating a better world here or mm-hmm. what do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I can't say that, say that enough. Just to be able to have such an amazing resource and support um, for our students and our families. Um, so many different things have contributed, but th- this year alone we have seen a significant reduction with students being Baker Acted at, from, from our school sites. And, and I believe wholeheartedly that part of that is because we have the therapists that are on campus. So when a student um, is escalated and reaching that crisis point, the mental health therapist that actually is seeing them on a regular basis is there on campus to go to the student, to work to de-escalate that child, to really prevent that Baker Act from occurring. And that is something that is just invaluable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, again, thank you for joining us. And I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, Mandy, for coming. And thank you, Melissa, yes. for coming. I know you guys are super busy out there changing the world. So <laughs> thank you for having us. Yes, thank you very much. And thank you so much for just for the partnership. Uh-huh. It's amazing. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Centering Kids. You can visit the Florida Center for Early Childhood online at www.thefloridacenter.org to learn more and subscribe to this podcast. Have comments or suggestions for a show topic? Email us at podcast at Thanks again for joining us for Centering Kids where early childhood experts give you tips and tools to help center children, foster their healthy development, and build stronger families.